Hello there. It's Eric Erickson. I was making a hotel reservation. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> the phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. So my, my daughter wants to go to Georgia Tech. She wants to be an aerospace engineer. Um, and for her birthday, she'll be 17 at the end of August. And what she wants for her birthday is for us to take her down to the Kennedy Space Center and tour the Kennedy Space Center. She went on a school trip about two years ago, and that just turned her mind from she wanted to be an artist to she wanted to be an engineer. And she wants us to go back and see it. So during the commercial break, instead of getting up and stretching my legs and going to the bathroom, I've been booking the trip to tour the Kennedy Space Center and find a hotel down there to take us all to. Uh, now I need to see a priority jet just wants to be fly me down there out of the goodness out of their own heart. Because <laughs> I don't know that I can afford it. Um, we'll drive. It's like six hours from our house. Um, but nonetheless, um, we're going. It's kind of cool to see your kid get interested in stuff. So she wanted to be an artist forever. And then all of a sudden, just like the light bulb switch and flipped. And she's like, she she wants to be an engineer now. And, and so she's a brilliant artist. And, you know, everybody brags about their kid. And I'm telling you, my kid actually is a brilliant artist. At 16 years old, when she was 13, they put her in 12th grade art. And so she's been in 12th grade art since she's 13. She's 16 now. She wins awards all over the state of Georgia. Uh, and, um, her art's just really, really good. So my mother, who is an artist asked my kid, uh, well, what are you going to do with art? You're such a talented artist. If you go make, make bombs and rockets, what are you going to do? And my, my 16 year old looked at her with a very straight face and said, I will artistically paint middle fingers on the missiles I build to fire at China. <laughs> I love my kid. Okay. So nonetheless, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to move on to other things. I, I I I noted the other day. I found this odd. I was gone last week, and I, I we have a Slack channel for the show where um, Charlie and Philip, if they find stuff, they know where my interests are and where I tend to research stuff, and so they'll throw in just filler information in case. But one of the things I do is I subscribe to an RSS feed for the Associated Press's Twitter feed when there are stories that come out on the Associated Press on the Newswire. So I can always see those stories and kind of keep up to date with what the AP says. And I thought it was very interesting. The other day, the Associated Press pushed out a story. And it was a story about just a random shooting in Houston, Texas. Not exactly the sort of story the Associated Press typically covers. And I had to go back and I had to find it. Um, and there's actually a, the local news outlet there from Houston, Texas, KHOU 11, the TV channel there. Uh, here's the story. It was from the 16th of July. One person is dead and another injured after a shooting in West Texas Saturday night, police said. The shooting happened in the 2500 block of Panagard Drive. Police first tweeted about the incident around 8 p.m. According to the Houston Police Department, the suspect was driving what appeared to be a black Chevy Tahoe. They said the suspect exchanged words with the victims before firing some type of rifle several times, killing one of the suspects and striking the other in his arm. Both victims are believed to be around the ages of 18 or 19. One of the victims was taken to a hospital to receive treatment. 
I just, I, I thought to myself, self, why would the Associated Press send out a tweet about a random shooting in Houston, Texas? Self, why would they do this? Because they never do this about Chicago. Why would they do it anywhere else? And then I started going back and realizing the media, not just the Associated Press, covers shootings all over the country. But they never cover shootings in Chicago. Why is that? Why don't they cover anywhere in Chicago, the violence in Chicago? You know, you when you, you talk about these subjects on television, I've been on Fox and I've been on CNN. You know what they tell you? Well, you're white. It's not for your community to talk about. What does being white have to do with talking about shootings in Chicago? You know, if you talk about shootings in Chicago, uh, the left will either accuse you of being a racist or accuse you of distracting from other crime. Well, there's a story in the Chicago Sun-Times. As violent crime in Chicago soared, arrests fell to historic lows. Chicago police have made arrests in fewer and fewer crimes in recent years. The decline mirrors a drop in nearly every category of officer activity tracked by the Chicago Police Department. Let me read you some of this. This is tragic. Latanya Gordon thinks she knows who killed her sons. Her eldest, 20-year-old Tyler Ty Malden, was shot in the head and the arm on April 6, 2020, targeted in a drive-by attack in an alley in the 10,000 block of South Torrance Avenue. As rumors drifted through the neighborhood, Gordon says a young man began bragging on Facebook that he did the murder. Her other son... 15-year-old Terrence Muncy Malden joined a chorus of neighbors who spoke out about the man's claims. Months later, that July 10th, Terrence was killed, struck in the back in a drive-by shooting in an alley in the 9800 block of South Hoxie Avenue, blocks from where his brother had been slain. Gordon thinks the person who claimed responsibility for Tyler's killing had a hand in Terrence's death, too. She says the man has been harassing the family, stealing a poster from Gordon's front yard, memorializing her sons, then posting a photo to Instagram, showing him aiming at it with a handgun equipped with an extended magazine. Gordon says it's frustrating to the utmost that Chicago police detectives haven't been able to make a case. Updates from detectives have been infrequent. It's difficult to get them on the phone. The only thing they can tell me is that it's an open case. We're still waiting for witnesses to come forward. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. Oh, and I'm sorry that you had to deal with this in your loss, she says. 
In the years since Gordon's sons were killed, violent crime in Chicago has continued to surge and criminals are mostly getting away with it. The police have made arrests in just 12% of crimes reported last year, according to a Chicago Sun-Times analysis. That's the lowest level since 2001. The first year data was publicly available. The overall arrest rate peaked at 31% in 2005 and dropped steadily from there. My goodness. But hey, breaking news, there was a shooting in in, in BFE, uh, Texas, and hey, everyone in the world needs to know about it. Don't look over at Chicago, you racists. Striking. Absolutely striking. A 22-year-old Indiana man is being called a hero on Sunday at the Greenwood Park Mall outside Indianapolis. A gunman opened fire in a food court, killing three people. One woman and two men injured two others. And then a 20-something pulled out a gun and killed the shooter. The media immediately abandoned the story. A good man with a gun killed a would-be mass shooter who was able to kill three people before himself being killed. And the media moved on from the story pretty immediately when it turned out that a good man with a gun stopped him, unlike in Uvalde, Texas, where the good men with the guns stood in the hallways for 50 minutes. It's amazing how quickly the media moves on. Do you think we're getting played Do you think we're getting played by the press? Inside the Democratic bubble, they have a narrative. Everything is identity politics. I should go through critical theory again and how it's just corrupted everything, particularly on the left, how their their whole worldview is is immoral. It is uh, premised on Marxist ideology. I'm not making that up. I don't mean it hyperbolically. It is. It was a Marxist philosopher who came up with the idea of critical theory and intersectionality. It's been seized by Marxist, self-described Marxist law professors. You can't talk about the violence in Chicago unless you live in Chicago. But here's your breaking news alert about random shooting. No, no, we retract that. Turns out a good guy with a gun stopped it. We don't want you to know about that. No, we can't play that one up. The entirety of it is to hype an agenda for gun control and scare people. Meanwhile, in Uvalde, Texas, the police stopped the good guys with guns from going in and taking out the shooter. They stopped the parents who wanted to rescue their kids. Remember the one mom who was pulled aside by federal law enforcement who was stopped from going in to rescue her kids? The local law enforcement calmed the feds down, let the woman go. She hopped the fence, ran into the school and got her kid out. Look at the pizza delivery driver the other day who who pulled kids out of the fire in Ohio. He, he saw a house burning and kids trying to come out. He ran and rescued them. They said one girl was still in the house. He ran into the fire and out a window with that child who otherwise would have died. Good people sometimes stand up and do things. And what does the press do? Oh, let's not make eye contact with that. Let's look at the bad stuff. Let's look at the failures. But not Chicago, racist. 
Chicago is entrenched democratically. Everyone there is a Democrat. They control the state, the state of Democrats. Barack Obama is from Chicago. You would think the first black president of the United States would make it his mission in life to go to South Chicago and turn down the gangs, turn things around, and get the young men there to believe in their country instead of their gang leaders. You would think the first black president of the United States who is from Chicago would return home to Chicago and dedicate his life to improving it as a missionary there for common sense and decency, but oh Lord, no, and we're bad for pointing it out and suggesting he should do it. Why has the National Press Corps and the Democratic Party given up on Chicago and does not want you to talk about Chicago, does not want you to compare Chicago, does not want any of this? we, we, we got to hear the story of the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, and all the people killed there when that's just a normal weekend in Chicago. But by God, don't you point it out. We're getting played. It's agenda-driven news inside a democratic bubble. People die at an alarming rate in Chicago, in the South Side, in the black community, and we're all supposed to just treat it as an ordinary day. While the media plays up every act of gun violence in the country, until a good man with a gun stops a bad guy, and then they can't cover that. They move on quickly. Or the mass shooter James Hodgkinson, who attempted the mass assassination of Republican members of Congress when it turned out he was a progressive. Time to move on. Is it any wonder Gallup polling suggests only 17% of the public trusts the media? We are being played. The problem is that kids are dying, and I have the sneaking suspicion if we put the spotlight on the south side of Chicago, the roaches would scurry and the situation would improve. Maybe it's all part of the population control agenda on the left. Might as well let these people kill each other. I, 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 I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. All this violence. This mother's babies are killed, and the police won't even investigate while the murderers bragging about it on Facebook. There's no national outrage. And when you bring it up, they yell at you to silence you so that you can't talk about it. What the heck is going on? Folks, the signature hymn sheets from Bowling Branch are a bestseller for a reason. They use the highest quality threads on earth for a superior softness, a better night's sleep. The sheets are made with threads so luxurious, three U.S. presidents love them. They feel buttery to the touch. They're super breathable. Now, here's the thing. I can tell you this from personal experience. Every time you wash the sheets, they get softer. You know, people worry about thread counts for sheets. You need to worry about the quality of the threads. and Branch uses fantastic ones. You can just feel them and they get softer and softer over time. They're very, very breathable for the summer, but they also have a good weight for the winter. They help you sleep well at night. They're not so light that you feel like nothing's on you. They They're the perfect weight. They're the perfect sheet from Bolin Branch. You'll immediately feel the difference with their iconic signature sheets. Right now, get 20% off site-wide during the annual summer event happening now only at BolinBranch.com. It's their best offer of the year before the holidays, so you need to act now. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com for 20% off site-wide phenomenal deal with phenomenal product. I'm telling you, we use them in our house long before I was a broadcast reader. We use Bowling Branch. 
you should too. Bowlandbranch.com for 20% off site-wide. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. I, I, You know, I just emailed Nick Roberts. He's the program director at WHIO in Ohio. Uh, I, I don't know why, because usually I'm on delay up on WHIO and I'm getting flooded uh, by, so I got the point, people. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I, I mentioned taking my uh, kids to the Kennedy Space Center down in Florida at the end of August, and I've gotten at least two dozen emails from people in the Dayton area. It, it, it started with Mr. Rayburn and has gone from there. About two dozen of you say, no, no, uh, you need to bring her to Dayton uh, to the, the Air Force Museum. Uh, Mr. Mr. Rayburn also helpfully pointed out I could also go see NetJets. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my, wow. Uh, hi to those of you who are listening to Dayton. I don't know whether you're live or online, but my gosh, I got a ton of you. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, being there, I had no idea about the Air Force Museum, uh, but lots of y'all really love it. Apparently, um, uh, she she really wants to go see the Kennedy Kennedy Center. All right, um, I, I want to go to the phones here. Um, re- actually, you know what? I sorry, I can't because I've I've got a shorter segment here. I, I can't do justice to your phone calls, so be patient with me. I will take all of your phone calls when we come back. Eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. I'm gonna spend some time with this in the third hour, but I've actually, I need to bring it up to you now too, in case I forget in the next hour. Democrats spent about a million dollars to help Doug Mastriano get the Republican nomination in uh, Pennsylvania. Doug Mastriano is a the Republican gubernatorial candidate. Uh, nobody has thought that he could um, win. And the Democrats poured money into his race. He spent, Doug Mastriano spent $30,000 on television ads. The Democrats spent a million dollars on television ads promoting his candidacy. And he won the Republican nomination and Democrats were quite happy. Democrats said, this is awesome. Uh, There's no way this guy can win. He's an election truther. He believes the election was stolen. He supported January 6th. He thought it was just a protest. It wasn't a riot. It wasn't the end of democracy. It wasn't any of these things. His guy is going to be beat. Uh, he's tied in the polls in Pennsylvania now. Yeah. Um, Democrats are starting to realize some of these people, the election climate's so bad for Democrats. They're going to get some of these people they say should never hold office. They're going to get them elected, not Republicans. My goodness. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show. The phone number is 877-973-7425. As promised, I'm going to go to Steve on the phone. Steve, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, doing good, Eric. Uh, Always enjoy your program. You know, you were talking about um, what's going on in Chicago, and you were talking also about this young man that actually saved lives there in Indiana by being able to to carry a weapon and uh, i live here in georgia and um we just our our legislator just passed and our governor signed a very strong second amendment uh law that is commonly referred to as constitutional carry have you seen the ads that stacy abrams is running um she's calling it criminal carry yeah and the thing that just really blows my mind is Last time I checked, I think the criminals already are carrying. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Okay. So can I ask you a really nerdy, like random question? Sure. Uh, before I go on with this, uh, what sort of phone are you on? Oh, I'm on a uh, Samsung Android. <laughs> I, well, yeah, okay. So the reason I'm asking Steve is because you know most calls these days we, we get on the show they're mobile, and the 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 clarity of your call is just really really good. Um, and I was like, oh, is, is this like one of our rare landline listeners? No, you're on a cell phone. That's that's actually so. I'm encouraged. I mean, I've always thought I, this is, has nothing to do with your your question, and I apologize, but it's like we <laughs> traded the, the the clarity of a landline call for the convenience of a cell phone, and for years they're crap, and uh, suddenly we're starting to get cell phone callers like you who it's the the same clarity you used to get from a landline phone, and so I appreciate it. I just want to thank you for that. <laughs> well, that's encouraging. Maybe your daughter can can continue helping with some of that technology you know? yeah maybe maybe so <laughs> maybe i don't know she wants to she's she's all into like like blowing up china so <laughs> well that that's Let's let her do that first, and then we'll, then we'll yes. take care of things here at home. <laughs> now, now let, let, let's go back to your point, though. So, you know, I, I, here's the most interesting thing. Oh, shut up, Philip Snelly. Maybe we should swap from iPhones to Samsung. No, that wasn't the point of me asking Steve these things. You're all fired. Uh, my gosh, we're not giving up my iPhones. But uh, nonetheless, um, on this, you, have you noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, Steve, when Abrams talks about Kemp now, she doesn't talk about his name. She says the governor, uh, the governor of the state or the current governor it's yes. very weird yes. she won't use his name and right. um i suspect that's a hint that the polling shows that he's really popular and in fact there's some data out uh that the media is starting to run with uh some detailed analysis uh, that it looks like even a lot of black voters are leaning towards Kemp. And one of the issues is people are really worried about crime in the state. So the governor in Georgia, Steve's talking about, signed what some people call open carry or constitutional carry. You can carry your weapon if you've legally purchased it without having to go through additional permissions. Uh, a majority of states have the law. A majority of Americans live in states with that law. Abrams used a an, an actor played a police officer. Maybe it was a real police officer. I don't know, too. To, to vilify the governor for doing this, yet law enforcement is actually overwhelmingly popular, uh, and also with citizenry, it turns to be popular, and it seems like she's now pivoted to other attacks on the governor and gotten away from it. And my suspicion is, like using Brian Kemp's name, her data is showing that uh, it's actually way more popular even among Democrats than she thinks it is. Well, what's what's really ironic about the whole thing is that she isn't she uh, – Stacey Abrams, isn't she on the board of some organization that was actually for defunding the police? Yeah, as a matter of fact, she was. Uh, and she got, I, I want to say, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 from that organization for being on their board. And now she denies she supports uh, defunding the police, even though she sat on the board of the group that their primary mission is to defund the police. Now she's like, oh, I don't support that. I was just asked to be on this board. Uh, the crime yeah, issue is right. going to come back to, to haunt this woman. And, and, you know, the same thing is, for those of you outside of Georgia, what's fascinating is Abrams only gets 14% of her money from inside the state of Georgia. Kemp, before the primary, uh, something like 90% of his money for, was from the state, and now about 70% of his money is from Georgia. Every dollar that Kemp gets is from a Georgia voter where most of her money comes from California and New York. Uh, she's far more vulnerable than a lot of people would like to admit. I just, even Democrats behind the scenes can't, don't think she can pull this off this year. And the fact that she can't use Brian Kemp's name and has suddenly jumped from criminal carry to all these other issues, I just, I don't see her pulling it off. 
Well, I, I can just say this. If somehow she does, and I, I really hope she doesn't, uh, we are going to be in so much trouble here in Georgia. It, oh, it's yeah. not even going to be laughable. It's uh, it's very serious. And I it hope is. every person will register. And and the whole, the whole key, just like we saw in the runoff race for our Senate, if people stay home, then you get what you what you you know ask for, and, yeah. and it's, it's vital every single voter get out to vote and exercise that right. Amen. Including those who supported Purdue in the primary, that the few there were, there were still enough. Every vote matters. Yeah. Listen, yeah, Steve. I, one, I appreciate the quality of your call, and two, I appreciate the content of your call. Thank you for calling. Well, thank you. Appreciate what you do. Thank you. Yeah, that's just a really good cell phone quality there. Okay, um, so I have, I'm, I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to pivot here because I have uncovered something from a source. I have excellent sources and I have data and I will jump ahead. I will, well, get this out there before anybody else does. Signal. One of the great pollsters in America, Brian Kemp, relied on them for his primary election. They got it right. Uh, Signal actually got the primary right when other people polling looked like it was going to be closer. They showed it was going to be a blowout. Uh, Stacey Abrams has a multi-million dollar spending advantage to Brian Kemp and is losing in the state of Georgia. President Biden has only a 40% favorability rating with Georgia voters, 58% unfavorable. Uh, Brian Kemp right now leads Stacey Abrams, uh, 50% to 45% outside runoff territory. Kemp has increased uh, his hard votes. The people who will absolutely no questions asked vote for him by 5%. Abrams has only improved her position by 1% since February. Hispanic and Asian voters are shifting toward Brian Kemp. 60% of Hispanic women, 50 and older, are going for Kemp. Kemp is winning 57% of Hispanic men. Brian Kemp is winning uh, Asian American women over 50 and men 35 to 64. Asian men are split evenly between Kemp and Abrams with 20% undecided. But here's the big one. A quarter, 25% of young black voters under the age of 35 are voting for Kemp. 10% of black men over 35 are voting for Kemp. Abrams only dominates with black women. Kemp's favorability rating has gone up by 10%. Kemp is winning 94% of Republicans. Abrams only 92% of Democrats. Kemp is winning independents with 54% of the vote. Under age 50 independents, Kemp's down by six, but under 50 independent voters are the least likely group of people in the independent pool to vote. Kemp is winning white college-educated voters by 16%. Um, he's winning men by 30 and women by three. This is breaking news. Hasn't been reported anywhere else. I have it, 
and this is the best it's going to get for the Democrats. Because remember, uh, if for those of you who aren't in Georgia, the polling in the summer months in Georgia tends to be the best for the Democrats. And the reason the summer polling is best for Democrats in Georgia is because a lot of the Republicans have checked out with their families. They've they've gone off somewhere. They're not answering the phone. Uh, and uh, Democrats do remarkably well. In 2018, in the summer polling, after Brian Kemp had secured the nomination, Stacey Abrams led Brian Kemp in every poll. In this poll, Brian Kemp is winning every group just about except for black women and black men over the age of 35. I should say he's, he's winning 35% of black men under 30. That's that's pretty significant, or, or what a quarter of them. quarter of black men under 25, that's significant. He's winning every demographic group except for black voters. And with black voters, he's got it close. That's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Let me give this to you in a nutshell also so Philip can cut up this part and put it on social media. (laughs) Pay attention, Philip. Signal is one of the best pollsters in the country. They got Brian Kemp's primary election exactly right. And here's what they're reporting. Brian Kemp is beating Stacey Abrams overall by five points right now in the summer. When in Georgia, historically in the summer, Democrats outperform in all the polling. In 2014 and 2018, uh, the Democrats were ahead of the Republicans in Georgia in the summer because of the dynamics of polling in the summer with voters in Georgia. And Kemp is already ahead by five points. Not only that, Brian Kemp is dominating white voters. He's winning college-educated white voters. He's winning white women. He's winning white men by 30 points. A quarter of black men under the age of 35 are with Brian Kemp. And most notably, he's winning a dominant share of Hispanic voters. 57% of Hispanic men, 60% of Hispanic women, and also... Asian women are going with Kemp, and Asian men are split, Kemp and Abrams. That's pretty, actually, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Kemp is winning women age 50, Asian women age 50, and men age 35 to 64. Yep, yep. Uh, He's winning Asian voters. I got it right. He's winning Asian voters. He's winning Hispanic voters. He's losing black voters, but a quarter of young black men are voting for him. He's winning college-educated women. He's winning college-educated men. He's winning independent voters. This is phenomenal. More Democrats are voting for Brian Kemp than Republicans are voting for Stacey Abrams. This is a pretty dominant poll. Here's the thing. It's only going to get worse as the Democrats' position continues to decline, but I want to make one point here that is most notable. Brian Kemp is winning a dominant share of Hispanic voters and a dominant share of Asian voters in Georgia. He did not do that in 2016 or 2018, rather. What's notable is that in 2018, Kemp only got about 40% of the Hispanic vote. Right now, Kemp's winning 60% of Hispanic women over 50 and 57% of Hispanic men, 35 to 64, and he's winning Asian women and men over the age of 50. Those are the people whose businesses lost a ton of money when Stacey Abrams got Major League Baseball to get the All-Star game out of Atlanta. It was predominantly Hispanic and Asian businesses that suffered when Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta 
And Brian Kemp is now winning 60% or more of that vote of the Hispanic and the Asian American community against Stacey Abrams and a majority of white voters and a quarter of young black men under the age of 35. That's dominant polling, and it shows you why Stacey Abrams is having a hard time. She overplayed her hand. She believed the media hype. She bought her own press, and it's all to her detriment. My goodness gracious. There we go, folks. Uh, Breaking news right here. Uh, You're not getting it from anybody else. I've got it. I guess everybody else will run with it, but um, pretty significant polling. Uh, And this comes after the Dobbs decision as well. Um, now where am I going, Jim? I I got lost (laughs) Eden pure. That's right. I'm sorry, folks. I got wrapped up in reading the poll and Jim was telling me where I go. I was like, wait, I I did that. Okay. never mind. Um, so here we go. The Eden pure thunderstorm. You know, I travel with one of these and I'm not making that up. Let me explain to you what this thing is because I get a lot of questions. Uh, this is a device. It's it's a little bit bigger than the size of your standard brick. You can hold it in your hand. It's very light. You can plug it directly into the wall or you can use a USB cord. Like if you if you got a USB outlet in your car, you can plug the USB cord into it to power it. And it's an air purifier. But more importantly, it does get rid of the pollen. It does get rid of the dust. It does get rid of the mold, the mildew, the bacteria. But more importantly, it wipes out odors. And that's why I use the Eden Pure. When I fry in the kitchen after I've fried, I plug in an Eden Pure thunderstorm. I don't use a diffuser and essential oils to mask an odor. Just wipe it out with the Eden Pure. If I've got a car, true story, this happened. I, I got a car and it had horrible, horrible, stinky smoke odors in it. You can guess what sort of smoke odor. And it wiped out the odor, absolutely wiped it out. My mom thought I must have gotten a skunk in the car. It's like, no, mom, I'm sorry. It was someone smoking something they shouldn't have in the car. I plugged in the Eden Pure Thunderstorm and boom, it's gone. Uh, the stinky odors, musty odors in hotel rooms, gone with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Your basement, your upstairs, your downstairs. You can get three of these right now for less than $200 by going to EdenPureDeals.com. You put in my discount code, ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. You put those in. And you get uh, three Eden Pure Thunderstorm for less than $200. You're saving $200 and you get free shipping. It's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. Get these things, clean the air wherever you need it. One for upstairs, downstairs, your basement, your RV. Keep one in your suitcase like I do to travel with. If your hotel room or your rental car stinks, it'll take care of it. Hello there, it's Eric Erickson here. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, whether you're in Oakland, California, or Portland, Oregon, or Orlando, Florida, or uh, Portland, Maine, First Liberty can help your business. If it needs to grow and you need loans, $750,000 or more for the business, reach out to First Liberty. See if they're a good fit for you and you for them. Takes about 10 minutes. Tell them I sent you. What you do is go to firstlibertyga.com and get their contact info. Firstlibertyga.com. All right. Uh, I don't have time for calls in this segment because I got about a minute and a half and, and a lot of people want to want to talk about this polling. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's kind of remarkable down in Georgia. I have been leaked some of the polling. It's credible polling from a credible pollster. And Brian Kemp has uh, got a majority of the Hispanic and Asian American vote in Georgia for the first time, uh, a Republican doing that. And one of the reasons is because the um, candidate he's running against, Stacey Abrams, encouraged Major League Baseball to get the All-Star game out of Georgia. 
and it was predominantly Asian American and Hispanic businesses that lost revenue. The estimates were upwards of $10 million in lost revenue when the All-Star Game left Atlanta, and most of those businesses are minority-owned. So a quarter of young black men under 35 are voting for Brian Kemp, and a majority of Hispanic and Asian American voters are voting for Brian Kemp, and he's winning a majority of white voters. In Georgia during the summer, it is not something you see for Republicans to beat the Democrats. Jason Carter and Michelle Nunn in 2014 against Nathan Deal, the incumbent Republican, and David Perdue, the uh, Republican Senate candidate. Uh, Michelle, uh, Jason Carter and Michelle Nunn were both ahead in the summer polling against the Republicans. In 2018, Stacey Abrams was ahead of or tied with Brian Kemp in the polling. It You just don't see the Republicans in Georgia ahead. It's a weird phenomenon. It's people in Georgia understand, Democrats and Republicans both, uh, that you don't see it because uh, Republican voters, they're gone during the summer. They're checked out. Uh, They're not answering the phone from pollsters. They don't want anything to do with politics. They're on vacation. They're at church. They're traveling. They're with family. They're headed back to school. They're getting ready for that stuff. And Democrats do very well. And every year, the Democrats get very excited. And then the after Labor Day polling begins to narrow. And by October, the Republicans ahead. The fact that the Republicans are ahead now is really impressive. It's just something not frequently seen in Georgia. So good for Brian Kemp. But uh, man, Abrams getting Major League Baseball to boycott the state. You know, she denies she did it now. And USA Today allowed her to edit her editorial to take out the language calling for the boycott. And yet she was pressuring them to do so. They did it, and now she's paying the price for it. She can lie about it and say she never encouraged it, but the voters know. They remember. They're the ones who lost money, and they're remembering it, and they're paying her back by voting for Brian Kemp.